You're listening to Following the Way, a podcast devoted to the examination of Scripture and Christ-centered practices to help us live in devotion to the way of Jesus. It's good to be back with you all after quite an extended hiatus. I want to welcome you to Following the Way. And if you're joining us for the first time or you've just discovered this podcast, I want to give you a very warm welcome as well. Uh, thanks for being here. Well, I want to encourage you to uh, to give us, uh, to leave comments for us uh, on uh, wherever you're, you're listening to this and to uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate Appreciate that, and it helps us out. You know, I won't uh, say much more about uh, the extended absence, other than uh, obviously for many of us, this season has been very, very busy. Uh, but I am very excited to uh, to get back into a few more of these podcasts and uh, be a resource to help us follow and live in devotion to the way of Jesus in such crucial and profound days. You know, our premier here in Manitoba. Um, for the last while has been using some consistent messaging. And I heard it again today, and that is that when um, it comes to COVID, we've lost our way. And yeah, if for those of you in Manitoba, you're probably quite, um, you've probably heard that messaging before. Uh, and it goes along with, we were beating COVID and now COVID is beating us. And now, I don't want to get into a political debate on the opinions of this messaging. That's not my point. There is more than enough about that to go around. But for the better part of the time since March uh, here in Manitoba, we've watched as COVID really has caused a lot of upheaval in other places. And yes, we were affected with restrictions and isolation and loss of control. But the toll of COVID was largely a problem for elsewhere. And we, we looked on as, as other states and other provinces and other areas in the world really battled it uh, to levels that we hadn't experienced. But that is no longer the case. We are, are now face to face with some very significant challenges as a province. There is significant pressure on our healthcare system and on the people that care for us. And, and this will test the resolve and the character of many. There's no doubt. I believe that that's happening. And, and it will bring out the best and likely some of the worst of society. And we're seeing that right now happen as well. And as I was thinking about this, I thought, you know, the messaging being used right now by our premier is actually extremely, extremely relevant for the church today. There was a lady that I happened to see yesterday walking on Regent Avenue. I had pulled up to a stoplight and I was turning and this lady was sort of almost beside me um, walking against oncoming traffic. And she a van avoided her. She was walking in the lane and she kind of paid no attention to him. And then she walked uh, a little bit up and she came to the median and she began crossing the median in front of the car in front of me. And we we're both uh, sitting there waiting for a turning light. But the traffic going along with us had a green to go straight through. And as I'm watching this lady, she's walking up in front of this car and she's not, she's paying no attention to what's going on around her. None at all. And I can see in my side mirror, I can see this van coming up at about 60 to 70 kilometers an hour. 
and he's in the lane right next to me. And I can see at the same time, this woman, she's starting to, she's continuing to walk in front of this car. And I, I literally thought this van is going to hit her. This is going to be really serious. And there was nothing in the moment that I could do. I wasn't close enough and she wasn't paying any attention where it would have made any difference. And at the last second, the van saw her just as she popped out in front of this car and he was able to swerve and avoid her and he honked his horn and she jumped back. And as I watched all this, I thought, lady, you have no idea how close you came to your life being over. Like, like in, in an instant, her life could have been remarkably change. She did not realize how close she had come to eternity. And she went on and she acted as if nothing had happened. She went into the bus shelter across the street. She had a bag with her. She had a coffee with her. I saw her open up her coffee lid, take something out of her bag and pour it in her coffee. And she acted as if nothing had happened. And it shook me because I thought, you almost met your maker. You almost met the Lord. And you have no idea how close you came to be having your life ended. And perhaps the messaging that we're hearing for the general public right now when it comes to this, this idea that we've lost our way is actually extremely relevant for the church today. Maybe it's really applicable for the church right now, not just for the general public. And so I, I'm wondering, I'm asking myself this question, have we lost our way? Are we so caught up in the chaos of the moment that we have forgotten who we are and what our calling is as the church? What would the government say when they talk about this? What would they say has contributed to us losing our way? And, and whether or not you agree with that messaging is really inconsequential, but what would they say? The government would say, it's a result of our behavior. It's a result of our choices. And what I'm finding is that the church is being caught up in the cultural noise of the day. There, there is so much around us. There's so much noise. Opinions about masks, opinions about vaccines, opinions about who's behind all this. Is there something or someone behind all of this? Opinions about restrictions, opinions about government decisions or lack thereof, opinions about how the church is or how sh they should be responding to all this, and so on and so on and so on. And I get it. I have questions. I have lots of questions about what's going on. I feel weary. I, I feel like I'm in a bit of a COVID haze sometimes. There's just so much to decipher and so many decisions to be made. And yet there's so many decisions being made that we also have no control of. And the truth is we don't have the answers and we never will have all the answers. We might have some. We might not though. But we have the word of God. And the question that I feel is extremely relevant for the church today is, have we lost our way? Is COVID beating us or are we beating COVID as the church? How will the church be seen in these days? How will you as a follower of Jesus be known? 
big picture on the scale of eternity and potentially even our lives. Yes, I know we've never experienced this, but there may be things to come. COVID may just be a dress rehearsal for many things to come yet for the church. And so big picture, I think we can say actually this is somewhat small potatoes, especially in light of eternity. This is small potatoes. Did I say that right? Did I pronounce that right? I think so. I want to to read something for us from Titus 2, verses 11 to 13. I read this the other day, and it really struck me again. It spoke to me in these days of what we're walking through. It says there, Paul's writing to Titus, who was someone who worked with him, ministered alongside him. And he's, he's writing to him how to live and how to continue on to live for Christ. And he says, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Okay, I just want to press pause there for a second. In this time, we are called to live with self-control, to live upright and godly lives in this present time with wisdom and devotion to God is how the New Living Translation puts it. Love that, that there's, we're to live with devotion to God. The message translates it as having uh, God-filled, God-honoring lives. That in this present day, with everything going on around us, that we would have God-filled, God-honoring lives. And then it goes on in verse 13. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us, sacrificed himself. He didn't, he didn't withhold anything back from us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own. Just want to press pause there again. To purify for himself a people that are his very own. That we know from the wording of the New Testament and and the way that it presents us. That is the church. That is us as the people of God. He's purifying us for his very own. And then it says, it continues, that we would be eager. Or another translation puts it as zealous. Just full of zeal. Eager to do what is good, just wanting to do what the Lord wants us to do. And this reminds me of 1 Peter 2 as I kind of read this, sort of the same theme that we are God's people, it says there, Peter says, we're caught, we've been called out of dark, darkness into his marvelous light. We're called to proclaim the praises of God. Another translation talks about how, I think it's the message, says the night it's supposed, the night and day difference he has made in your life. We are to proclaim that, that, that there is such a, a stark difference like between day and night that the Lord has made in our lives because of what he has done for us. And so I read those verses in Titus and I go, what does that mean for right now in these moments that we're living in and the chaos and 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 the upheaval and everything and all the noise of, of people around us. Practically, we're to do good. We're to care for the sick. We're to care for the disadvantaged. We're to care for the vulnerable. We're to care what's happening to them around us. We're to clothe ourselves in humility, as it says in another place in the New Testament. In the very next verse in Titus 3, 
couple of verses after, Paul is continuing this thought to Titus, and he says that you are to submit yourself to the authorities. That's our calling as followers of Jesus. And so there's an aspect to all what is happening right now around us that calls us to faithfulness and total devotion to Jesus. I think there's something in these days that we are to grasp how much we need to live devoted to Jesus because of the lack of control that we have. There is a reality to that and it actually pushes us into Jesus, not to secular ideologies and ideas that are going to lead us to become consumed by just a litany of causes and platforms. And we just become obsessed with this or that and what my opinion about this or my opinion about that and how I'm going to react to this and how I'm going to respond to that. No, that's not our calling, brothers and sisters, as followers of Jesus. What does it say there? Paul says that while we wait for what Paul calls here the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great, he says, our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, we are to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions. We are to live with self-control. We're to live with the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, the evidence of the Holy Spirit at work within us as followers of Jesus is to be obvious to those around us. When they would look at us, they would go, those people are different. They are followers of the way, as it says in the book of Acts. We follow the way of Jesus. So I hope that encourages you. I hope that challenges you too. And, and I hope that if you need to, this may serve also as a bit of a rebuke. And that's okay as well because scripture does that for us as well. It challenges us and it rebukes us and it calls us to live in accordance to the way of Jesus. And so we'll talk more about that in the coming um, episodes of this podcast, about how in these days, how do we live to this way? <laughs>